Shiver me mateys. <laughs> Shiver me timbers. I'm back. <laughs> so uh, I'm oh, assuming man. what happened while you were gone is you were you were abducted by pirates and became a pirate. Yes. Yeah, we were uh we were in the the Caribbean as they call it, the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, right? Yeah, it's funny. You don't call it the Caribbean Ocean, but you say Pirates of the Caribbean. Why, yeah, wait a minute. That? What what's up with that? Hold um, we should call the people that manage the the proper pronunci- pronunciation pronunciation <laughs> pronunciation <laughs> pronunciation of words and, and let them in on this inconsistency it is inconsistent i've actually talked about this a long time ago because i don't know how to say it like when you're i mean i know how it's said when you're using it for particular things but why is it different who knows that word in particular too i don't know and maybe it's just i I don't know i mean those two words have been said differently or that word has been said differently caribbean and caribbean for as long as i can remember probably probably before well well before we were born yeah. So yeah, we. If you didn't know, uh, if you're you know new to the show, thanks for checking us out. If you're a longtime listener, you probably knew that I just got back from a cruise. So uh, yes. Yeah, we went down to uh, uh, we ported in New Orleans and we took a uh, humongous uh, carnival cruise, the Glory. If you've ever been on that one, uh, we took that one down to uh, like Belize, Cozumel, and Honduras, and it was pretty fun. It was a good trip. I have some things to say. Yes, all in all, it yeah. was a great trip. Yes, yes, good, good. The first thing I'm going to mention, though, is like my biggest kind of hang-up on, on taking a cruise initially was the fact that I get motion sick pretty easily. I'm yes, talking you like, do. I mean, I got sick in your car driving to Pittsburgh. Yep, yep. And if I'm on a bus, I'm sick within five minutes. Like, it just makes me physically ill. Uh, so I was really concerned about being on a boat for a week and we got a, a prescription for uh scopamine i think it's what it's called uh okay scopolamine i actually had it pulled up and i forget i forget how to pronounce it anyway it's a little patch you stick behind your ear you see them on you know people wear them all the time for for that kind of stuff i should be a spokesperson for this patch because it was unbelievable because if you've ever take, taken like dramamine even the non-drowsy dramamine still makes you kind of drowsy yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, but dude, like from from riding shuttle buses to the cruise ship, like for like I said, for a week, uh, we also took a couple like like people movers, some tenders from the mm-hmm. ship to the mainland and or different islands, and those things are horrible. I mean, there was people getting sick on the boat, and I'm sitting there like, oh. man, I'm. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> like, yeah, this is great. What's wrong with you guys? Yeah. But huh. it was so weird because uh, my friend Jason, we were the huge crew. We had like 13 of us. And my buddy Jason, his wife also gets very sick like okay. I do. And she also had the patches. And there were so many times like throughout this entire trip where we're sitting at like dinner. Yeah. And we're the whole boat, you can just feel just woo, you know, going back and forth. And like we would like lock eyes for a minute because we both knew like this should be making me sick, but, but you're not, not sick. But I'm not sick. So that's I want to pause there for a second because I, I have never been on a cruise. So one of the questions I have, and maybe our listeners do too, is that I, I I had always assumed, and perhaps incorrectly, that because the boat was so big that you don't feel much of the of the rocking of the boat 
or whatnot, but you were saying that you, you still get some of it. I'd say there's particular parts of the boat that are worse than others. Which, okay, makes sense, yeah. And when you're, when you're just kind of trucking along, you know, kind of, a, you know, a slower pace, like they, they go slow in the beginning because the first like few days of your trip are just, you know, fun at the sea, you know, travel days, yeah. but they can get there in like a day and a half. They just go slower. And then on the way back is when we actually felt it more because they have to pick up speed to get back home. Okay. Okay. And the faster they go, the more you could really feel it. But yeah, there was a couple couple times where there were some like pretty good swells going on and you're just like walking across the deck and you can literally feel the whole boat going up and down. <laughs> like, cause like for a moment I'm like, I'm like really light. And then I'm like, whoop, there, I'm getting oh, heavy again. Yeah. So I, I never, I never thought it would actually be to that degree, but you're, but you sounds like to me, like what you're saying is you particularly can, can tell, especially on the way back. Yeah. I mean, all in all, like, it's not like being on, like, have you ever been on, on like a boat on the ocean, like a, Right, like a small boat, like a fishing boat, basically. Right, it's nothing like that. Like, like, like I said, even the tenders that we took out, yeah. those were so bad. And like people on our, you know, in our group were, you know, were, they were feeling it that weren't taking any medication. And but yeah, aside from that, actually, I want to back up and kind of start okay. from the beginning of this whole entire trip. Do it. So because there was a pit stop the day before we boarded. Okay. And I'll kind of get into some of like the little things about you know what we did. Uh, hopefully everybody's interested and is not like, I don't want to hear about this at all. I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> I'm interested. So since we were, since we were going to port, uh, to dock at, uh, New Orleans, we decided that we were all going to go down a, basically a day early and check out Bourbon street. You know, we're there. Might as well see it. I mean, that seems like the, that's the right plan. Why rush right on the boat when you can check out Bourbon street? Yeah. Yeah. So I have some reporting to do about Bourbon street. <laughs> Is this live? Is this is this Dave live from Bourbon Street? Yeah, here's the Gen Extra podcast live to you from Bourbon Street. Good, good street name, by the way. It like a, that? Yeah, actually, my friend Justin and I both bought a shirt. Uh, it said, "I got." Uh, it said, "I got." Oh my god, what to say? Oh, it said, "I got bourbon faced on shit street." <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I like it. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's pretty I'll accurate. Give it a pass. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, so the first day we were down there, like I said, we checked into our hotel and then just started just checking everything out, went out, got something to eat, and then it was time to drink. And I will say, like, just being on, I'll get to the whole cruise drinking thing mm -hmm. here in a minute, but uh, but Bourbon Street, dude, for, first thing I noticed, it, it's it's dirty. It stinks. It's, have you ever been there? I have not been there. And I think when I had just talked to you briefly, that was, that because that's all we talked about before. You were just like, that's exactly what you said. And I, I guess I, I mean, it's not that I, I didn't expect that, right? I kind of expected it to be more touristy, but it sounds like to me what you're saying is it is, it's not. It, okay. The, the, the tour, I mean, there there's a lot of people there from, from all walks sure, of life. It's very touristy, but not touristy in the way, like you're thinking like, like walking down the Avenue in Disney world, right? No, not like that. No, it is just a, dude, there, there, there's vomit on the street. Like that place okay. is it is just solely based around getting hammered at any time of the day. <laughs> and one of the first things that kind of caught me off guard, other than the puke and the stink, uh, was there was like people on the side of the road that were like, hey, man, you want to buy some, you want some weed? You want some Coke? You know, and they literally have bags of marijuana and they have joints. Just it, like, here, you want to buy some weed? You want to buy some chewables? And I'm like, no, I don't. Thank you, though. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm like, good here. Is this legal? And I and then we started asking around. And it is like any of that's legal. I don't know. I don't understand how the cocaine's legal, but the weed though. Yeah, people would just sit there and just smoking them. And anywhere you went, it smelled like weed. Uh, I'm looking at my notes here. Oh, the uh, it was rather chilly out too. When we we're down there. It was like in the fifties. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's, we're definitely not in the the warm season, right? Yeah, no. But uh, as far as like the bars and stuff like that, th- those were kind of the negative things I was mentioning at first. Uh, but the the scene, the environment, the people, the bars, it was actually a lot of fun. Like we had a really really good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was a couple like signature drinks, I guess, for Bourbon Street. One of them's called a Grenade, and the other one's called a Hurricane, and they're like super alcoholic. And they get you messed up pretty quick. I, I kind of feel like I've heard of those, but but carry on. I didn't drink any of those because I wanted to pace myself. Okay. It was like you know, it was like noon. <laughs> like I don't want to be, I don't want to be blasted by like two o'clock. So, but yeah, overall, I mean, we took a ton of pictures, and uh, you know, I'll see if we can find something that's somewhat appropriate to, uh, you know, maybe share on the Facebook page. But yeah, so Bourbon Street was fun. It was a good time. I would say it's not for, it's definitely not a family vacation you're going to go on. Um, right. This is definitely more of a friends oh, vacation. Yeah, yeah for close, sure. Close friends. You're not really bringing the kids along. If you, you know, if you've got kids or whatnot, you're bringing the friends. It's, it's a, at least this stage of the vacation is certainly a party vacation. And I, I would assume that the, um, the rest of the boat is kind of the same atmosphere. Maybe not the exact same atmosphere, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. we The whole area is called the French Quarter. Okay. I have heard of that. Yes. Yeah. So we kind of went out exploring a little bit the morning of uh, the cruise day. So we had a little time to burn and we went out and got some breakfast and some coffee. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a really beautiful area in certain parts. Like you have to walk through some really disgusting areas to get to some pretty ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it was cool. I, I don't know if I'd ever go back again. Uh, but it was definitely need to experience. It's a place that you want to see experience at least once, right? Yeah, and we saw yeah. it. Now, the, the boat. I said, we got on the boat. Right, so this is the whole reason that we're there. I mean, besides the, you know, besides just vacationing. Yeah, yeah, so finally boarded. And from the moment we walked on board until pretty much the last day, yeah, there are two things you do on this boat that don't ever seem to end. And that is eat. And get drunk. <laughs> I mean, there is no shortage of either. Like you can right. just, anywhere you go, you can find food and you can find alcohol. And like we got like the cheers packages and we actually added it up at the end and we did, uh, it was worth it for us. So we did drink enough. Yeah. That uh, we weren't, you know, paying them to drink. Uh, but yeah, so the, uh, like I said, the first three days were, were on the, on the boat and the, uh, the rooms were, were small you know, to be expected, you know, I mean, most of them are right. Like, I think you can pay for bigger rooms, but like 90% of the rooms are just little tiny things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The showers were, the bathrooms were big enough to move around a little bit, but the showers were literally like, like three by two and a half. Oh, that's tiny. Yeah. It, it was a little shower, but you know, it, worked. I, and, it was fine. and fitting you in there as well. <laughs> like one, one arm, one leg out of the shower. I mean, right. And you're not, I mean, don't get me wrong. You're not like a, a big dude, but I you're tall and you know you're bigger than me, so I could say I'll be like ah squeezing in here. Yeah, oh, I mean it was fine though; it worked. Yeah, uh, yep. But the uh, so once we got the first stop we went to, I believe was Honduras. The last one was Cozumel. I'm maybe having two of these mixed up, but anyway, 
Uh, I think my most favorite part of this entire trip was, I mean, obviously the boat was fun. And we, there's a, right. a lot of fun things to do on the boat. The They actually have a, an app you can download. And it's super informative as far as what's going on on the boat. Mm-hmm. There's a whole section that says, like, you know, what's happening? And you can just go, you know, hour by hour and see what events. I mean, they, they have stuff like bingo to, you know, karaoke, just to, to parties, different things. Dude, there's so many different things on because the boat. Because it's constant, like, event planning, as far as I understand, on a boat, right? Yeah. Like, it's just doesn't matter when it is or, or what day it is. There's just, there's, like, 20 different things going on, right? Yes, always something happening. Okay. Uh, they have like trivias, you know, trivia games. Oh, uh, quick question then. Did you participate in trivia? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and how did you do? Uh, well, we did a friend's trivia, which we did pretty well at, but we didn't win. Okay, okay. And we did a Game of Thrones trivia, which we okay. did pretty well at, but also didn't win. Okay. You know, some super like nerds there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, we yeah, we had fun. We played bingo, and there was there was one thing they did. It was called Love and Marriage. And they took three, three stages of couples. So they had like a super newlywed mm-hmm. and then a couple that was married for like, you know, 10 years and then a couple that was mm-hmm. married for like 40 years. And they had them all on stage and they had to answer kind of like we did for the one episode with all of us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, that doesn't sound, that sounds a little familiar. Yeah. And they did that. Dude, it was really funny, man. Did uh, you, did you guys participate? No, we didn't. Uh, they, they kind of like narrowed down. I wasn't really interested okay. in getting on stage. Eh, I don't blame you. Yeah. Uh, but I think if I was to do it again after I saw like kind of ha- how they did it, I would do it. Right. Next, I would do it now that I've seen it. Okay. Um, but uh, the there was an old couple that was on there. They must have been in their like probably early 70s. And it was said like what's – one of the questions was like what's the first thing you do or what's the first thing your husband does when he wakes up in the morning? Oh, geez. And the little old lady, the the guy gave her the mic and she's like – Oh, what'd she say? She's like, he scratches his balls. Oh, no. <laughs> like, no. There's like 200 people in the audience. It was so funny. Oh, oh God. Yeah, it was, it was hilarious. That <laughs> was pretty fun. I mean, right. I'm sure everyone's having a great time. Yeah. Uh, so the first, uh, the, the first excursion that we went to was a, uh, it was a private beach excursion. Okay. And they did have like a public beach one, but this one included drinks and, uh, and a lunch. So we're like, whatever. And a lot of others from our crew were doing it. So we went on that. And I tell you what, man, that was fun. Like really fun. Because we just, we abused that bar and that bartender. <laughs> and we got just, just lit up. And we, dude, what was so funny is like, because that excursion wasn't exclusive to the carnival ship that we were on. It was any other boat that was there also offered that excursion. Oh, okay. So it was, it was an option that you could take when you're, dropped off there yes yeah, so there okay. was other people from different cruise ships that were also there and we were partying with with just total randos from different boats oh <laughs> yeah i mean that's just like it's it's just a big coming together right it was too man we had so much fun and there was a couple uh that was from our boat that we would after that day we saw like you know around the boat and we're like hey you know like, <laughs> give a high fives and stuff because we got hammered with them but uh, yeah, that was fun. The other one was just a port day. We didn't schedule yeah. anything, uh, which we did learn. If you are going to a port, schedule something because the port day wasn't very exciting. It was like just walking around like uh, the Grove City outlets. When you, when you say schedule something, you mean just stay on the boat and do something or you mean schedule something at the port? Yeah, schedule an excursion of some kind. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, because otherwise it's just basically a, 
a mall in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and just vendors yeah. just hounding you. Uh, I mean, but, not that right. Not that there's anything that's wrong. It's not wrong for those. You know, not, it's not bad that they're there. It's just like if that's not what you're into. And like, yeah, yeah. If you if you want to just go shop, then yeah, I guess that would be fun. Perfect. But, but, perfect. Uh, yeah, it was not that fun for us uh, and, and others too. We're like, okay, this is not as exciting as I thought it was gonna be. Right. Uh, but the other one we did was the last excursion the day before we left was we went to the Mayan ruins and that was the one where we had to take a really long uh, tender ride. So we, we docked at Cozumel mm -hmm. and then we had to take a, a, like a half an hour tender ride over to uh, Tulum where the, okay. where the Mayan ruins are. And then it was like an hour bus ride after that. Whoa. So, Oh, wow. So you're basically being transported like an hour and a half at this point. Yeah. So we had three hours total of just oh boy, busing and boating us around to go to the uh, yeah. to the ruins. And it was cool, but it was so short. Like that's what we were kind of disappointed with was like when we finally got to the ruins, you know, our tour guide, he's like, he's like, okay, he's like, got to go fast, got to go fast, running out of time. I'm like what? we just got here. <laughs> like we had like a half an hour. So that was like a super so bummer. Can you even, uh, can, do you go in them at all? Or is it just like they walk around like the outside? How much do you actually get to see? You get pretty close to them. There's some that are like roped off. Okay. But you can get pretty much right up to them. Okay. And I do have a photo that uh, Carrie took of me standing in front of one of the ruins uh, wearing our Gen X podcast t-shirt. Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, we've got to get, that's our target demographic. I was trying to get some minds to listen to the show, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I really want to see that though. So definitely pop that up if you get a chance. Yeah, I will. Uh, but yeah, then other than that, like I said, just a lot of drinking and a lot of eating. And I looked up, uh, I did look up a, a fact about cruises. They said the average cruiser will gain one pound every day they're on a cruise. Really? I overshot, yeah. <laughs> oh, you actually overshot the number. I did, yeah. All right. Yeah, so. a few of us did actually. A lot of us gained ten pounds on cruise. So I'm like, I'm gonna fast for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, right. Oh, oh man. man, that's people I, were I'm swelling not... up. Like, like I there was one day I could barely get my wedding ring off because I was consuming <laughs> so much alcohol, and it was hot. So oh, like my fingers man. were swelling. They're finally back to normal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. Uh, yeah, some of the girls were having like like their ankles were swelling up from everything. <laughs> All walking and all of the yeah everything you're eating and consuming and drinking and yeah oh I will say too one weird thing is when you do get on the boat some people start to feel like like muscle pains in their legs and their calves uh, because they're because when you're on a boat it's constantly moving a little bit and even though it's subtle your muscles oh, in your legs that makes perfect sense you're constantly compensating for it yeah always correcting and there's a there's a thing that happens that I didn't realize is after you get off the boat, you feel really bizarre for quite some time. Yeah, because you've been compensating for, for like a week. Yeah. So like today when I woke up, uh, I felt really, like I still feel weird. Yeah. Like everything is, is still moving a little bit and it's kind of, right. it kind of makes me ill. I took a motion sickness pill about two hours ago. Okay, good. That's why you're here. Yeah. I was like, I need something. So it's weird. It's weird to get it almost instill permanent motion sickness, especially in someone like you. Not permanent. I know it's going to go away, but yeah, they say it goes away in like a day or two. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, that's kind of that's that's really interesting. Yeah. And we were talking about the water on the boat because we were kind of curious as far as like, okay, like how do they get all this fresh water? 
You can't just load up, you know, 500,000 gallons of water on the boat. So I found out that they actually, uh, they filter and desalinate ocean water. So they do it, right? They desalinate in real time? Right on the boat. Yep. They have big pumps and they suck ocean water up while they're going along and it goes through a desalination and that's how they, uh, that's how they make the fresh water for the boat. I had, I honestly had no idea. That's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. That was kind of an interesting uh, tidbit. We watched I a, just, yeah, a little. I, I just always thought they brought their own water too, but I, I guess. Well, that's what I thought not? too, but I'm like, well, how would they, how would they ever be able to house that much water like, right. to, to sustain a week? Right. I mean, it's the boat's already big enough. Yeah, you do get lost too. It's very confusing at first. Uh, just they trying are, to they're navigate. Huge. They are huge, man. It's like it is like a town just floating in the ocean, like a, like a just, massive like resort. Every time I see one, I mean, I understand how the physics work, right? I totally get it. But at the same time, when you see one, you're like, "How does this work again?" Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I would definitely do it again. Anything you would change though this time around? Uh, I'd make it shorter. Okay. I think we, cause we talked about it and I think like, like five days would be about perfect. It's just, okay. Those last like couple of days, we were all just kind of feeling that, like that drain of being on vacation and you know, yeah, everybody, everybody's ready to get back yeah. home. It's like being, it's like after being in Vegas for three days. Yeah. You're kind of over it. Like you've seen everything. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. We're speaking of which too, they do have a casino on board and. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's fun. Like we were up and down a whole bunch of times and you know, we ended up, you know, house one. <laughs> As it always does. Yeah. Our uh, buddy Justin actually, on the last night that we were there, um, he hit one of like the like upper tier wins. So he he got he paid for his trip. So really? Good for you, Justin. Yeah. Well, he, he did good. Good, good on him. That's fantastic. Yeah, we did not. No, we got a bill to pay now. <laughs> it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, devastating, but you know, we tried to limit ourselves. But it's Yeah, fun, of though. course, of course. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So there you go. There's there's the trip. Yeah, I mean, I wish I had more to say. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into like so many little details that it's you know boring, but you know that's that's pretty much it though. It was fun, but well, yeah, I, rec- recommendations I, for anybody thinking about a cruise: do five days, not seven. Right. And if you even get remotely motion sick, get your doctor to prescribe those uh, scopamine, scopapeel patches, whatever they're called. Uh, they do work wonders. Oh, I do find out too that they don't stick on your face or on your behind your ear very well. So I had we I had to band aid mine to my. Like to behind my so you, you stuck it on and then you stick a band aid behind it to keep it on. Yeah, it wouldn't stay on right. So yeah, I had a band aid on the on. Maybe like maybe you just don't have. Maybe your skin is just the wrong kind. Maybe yeah, it wasn't <laughs> just me either. Like they were just not sticky. Yeah yeah, I get it. So all right, man, let's uh, let's move on. We missed a couple things from uh, last we show. We did, we did, because because last episode was so full of just. So many amazing things. We we skipped a couple things. We did. I think we need to cover them still. Yes, we do. So, uh, so I've got. Yeah. What was that you want to go thing? ahead? You and me. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just blabbed. Well, we've for got twenty five minutes. So we got we got we got the top the top downloaded apps of twenty twenty two. Now we won't go through everything, right? Just because you can imagine some of the obvious ones like TikTok and stuff are on here, but there are definitely some more interesting categories like the top down top downloaded like food and drink apps, top downloading dating apps, top downloaded. Finance apps is so some of the more obscure things that you know you might not think that people are downloading, but yet they've made their way onto the phones uh, anyway. Yeah, and then yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was, I was actually looking. I was looking at the uh, the list here. 
Yep. And then we have we have some sciencey stories today. We've got we've got the one we'll cover this one first because it's the one that I, I was going to bring up last time. We just ran out of time. Was what in the world is going on with nuclear fusion power? There was this massive breakthrough uh, at in the end in December, actually December of last year. Uh, where they were finally able to produce, and we'll get more into it when I get to that part, but they were finally able to produce more power out of fusion than was applied to the experiment. Now, there's a big asterisk there that I'll talk about um, when we get there. But anyway, we're going to talk about fusion power. Then if we have time, uh, you actually brought this to my attention. This is a really cool one. Uh, Creating a black hole in a lab. So, you know, we all think about black holes. They're out there, obviously, in, in, in space. Um, but this was actually one created in a lab and we'll talk a little bit about that one if we have some time left. If not, we'll just save it till next time. Yeah, we'll just keep uh, pouring stuff over the next episode. <laughs> That's right. This is what we do now, man. Yeah. We just stack it all up and we roll it to the next one if it doesn't work. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking at this list. Uh, so yeah, again, top 20 or top downloaded apps last year of 2022. Uh, I'm looking at the games. I don't play many games on my phone. Do you? I Okay, so I will usually pick one maybe two different games to have on my phone consistently and I'll just play them. I don't get into a lot of like, some people have a bunch of games on their phone. I do not. Yeah, me neither. So the top, I think we, I don't want to talk about all these. So I think we just right. find a category and, and hit the top one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the top game is called Subway Surfers. Have you played this? I have not played Subway Surfers, but I, but my daughter plays number two. Oh, so. Which is? Roblox. I've also heard. Of, I have heard of Roblox. Never played it. Funny, yeah. funny, interesting part about Roblox is that a lot of it is it flies under the wire as one of the most popular video games on the planet. Really? And do you do you, you and I never talk about it, right? No. Our our friends usually don't talk about it unless they have kids who are playing it. But it has it has blown up in terms of popularity my no because my daughter plays it and it's one of the only things that she plays so i'm not surprised to see it at number two yeah i i again i don't know what subway surfers is but i may i, may I don't know either i may download to see what it is we may have to find out because it is number one yeah the reason i don't like to play games on my phone very often is there almost always seems to be the in-app purchases oh yeah oh yeah that's where they get you oh dude like I'm like, oh, I played it for five minutes. Do you want to continue? Nine, <laughs> 99 cents. I'm like, what? Uh, yeah, they always sell you packs or time or whatever. to, to Because the, there, there was. There was a game I was playing, and it, it had like a half-life on it, like where you could only play it for so long. Yeah. Until you had to pay to play it longer unless you waited till the next day. So yep. I was like, nope, delete, done. Oh, it's uh, very, I mean, you and I grew up, in in gaming that was very different than the way that they monetize phone games today like i mean you can't work for free but also i know some of it's very um probably borderline in terms of like habit forming yeah you know what i mean yeah i played 2042 a lot which was a lot of fun did you ever play that one uh i don't think i did that was like the one game i played a bunch it's where you slide the blocks around they have like two four eight sixteen like 30, yeah, yeah. I do know what you're talking about. Yes, that is a that is a very interesting math game. I have played that one. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, all right, so we'll pick pick another category. What else? I got I got one here. I got one here. So, what would you, without looking at it, I'm going to scroll down here. Who do you think has the most popular airline app? I did not see this coming. I I I actually figured that they would be near the last, but they're not. Who do you think has the most popular airline app? Mm, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 
I see a lot of commercials for like Spirit. Um, we we flew Southwest the last few okay. times we've flown. They're on there. They're on there. Uh, they're like they're number four. Which I will say something that I don't like about Southwest. Go ahead. You can't get a seat. Like you're you're like you can't get on the when you're booking. You don't. Just oh yeah, I know. Pick your seat. You have yeah. to get in line and then just get a seat when you get on the plane. That's what, every, that's what everybody hates about Southwest. I agree with you. That's my biggest pet peeve with Southwest as well, too. I will say, too, also flying Southwest, when they built the seats, I'm pretty sure they used a model of a human being that was like 5'5 five, five <laughs> and like 125 pounds because <laughs> like I'm 6'2", like 250, dude. I don't fit in the seat right. Like like my, oh, my shoulders are, I'm no. building a football player. Like my shoulders are just too big. And yeah. Yeah, I need bigger seats, and I don't want to pay first class. So what? what's the oh, number one? American Airlines. Oh, okay, yeah, we've flown American. And I, the reason why I thought that was weird as number one is that maybe you have more than me, but I rarely fly American. I rarely, I rarely fly AA. I almost always, when I go anywhere, I almost always fly United and Delta. Now, they're on the list, don't, don't get me wrong, but like American Airlines has them beat by like 2 million downloads. So I thought, I thought that was kind of odd. Maybe American is more popular than I than I thought. Oh, I actually just found the, the one you're looking at. Oh, wait, there's an Alaska airline? Yeah, there is. A, I bet you can guess where they're based. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Germany. You got it. Yeah. So now there's a Hawaiian airline. Hawaiian airline. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, there you go. Did you ever fly any of the other ones, like the cheap ones, like Spirit? I the only quote unquote cheap one, which is which which they're not really the cheap one anymore, would have been Southwest. I have never in my life, because all I hear about them is horror stories from people. Not because the planes have fallen out of the sky. Yeah, thank goodness. But because I know, right? But because the, the everyone that I know who has ever taken a trip on Spirit, Frontier, JetBlue, or maybe may possibly even Allegiant, all anyone does is complain about them. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're fine. They get you from A to B. Have you ta have you taken any of the, the cheap airlines? No, the cheapest would be Southwest for us. We usually fly okay. I think, Delta or American. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, but no, Southwest is they're you know they're fine. I'm not going to shit talk them, but no, uh, yeah, Southwest is is fine. Don't get me wrong. It's the other the other cheap ones I've never been on. Yeah, I had something to say about that, and I forgot. Okay, whatever. Oh, we'll go back to it. <laughs> Maybe I'll we'll come figure back. it out. <laughs> All right. What else? What are the lists? Or yeah, what so, are the categories okay. we got here? How about how about food and drink? Okay, so I admit on the food and drink category, I have absolutely refused to participate in the apocalypse of food and drink apps. What does that even mean? So, like what are what are the food and drink apps? Well, it's like anybody like like so just throw out some examples like the Burger King app or oh, just oh, okay. Uber, or like Uber Eats or DoorDash or Mc, or just the McDonald's app or the. Or the Subway app, what right? Or the Chick-fil-A app. What do you do with you them? Can, well, as far as I know, because they're advertising it all the time, like if you have, say, the McDonald's app, you can put your order in on the McDonald's app and then drive to the store and get in the, get in the order parking lot, get in the order parking space, and they'll just bring it out to you. So it's kind of like a drive-thru, basically. Oh, those are, those little like one through six like pickup stations? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, those no, aren't, never those aren't just for like, DoorDash and Uber Eats, those are, you can actually order McDonald's on the app and then park there and pick it up. Oh, huh. I don't know. I just go through the drive-thru. I, I do too. I have not. So the number one food and drink downloaded app, not just in the United States, but worldwide is McDonald's. Really? Like number one by a pretty good margin. McDonald's. 
So, McDonald's. So yeah. on your okay, I'm trying to think about this. So like, like oh, I want to go to McDonald's, and we're like 15 minutes away. You can open the app up, mm-hmm. order whatever you want for your car full of people, mm-hmm. and then go sit there, and they just mm-hmm. bring it out. Yeah, I mean it's it's not a, it it's not bad. It I just haven't cool, done actually. it yet. Yeah, it, it, and you don't you don't have to wait in the drive-through line, right? So, but I may have I, to try this because I, I I go through drive-through lines, but I also hate them. See? Huh. All right. Well, hey, you may have just turned me on to something. Here's here's another weird one where I just I thought it ranked much higher than I expected in the United States. Starbucks app. So I know Starbucks is super popular, right? Don't get me wrong. I know they're I know they're the still the most absurd place to get coffee. And I and I will say that until the day I keel over because Again, every time I drive past a Starbucks and the line is a mile and a half long, right. I go, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. But Sorry, I'm actually looking the same. I'm looking at the list now. But but it has translated to app popularity. People are apparently uh, ordering on their Starbucks now and then sitting in the mile and a half line. <laughs> so, well, there's like another line for, oh, they don't yeah. have like little pickup stations at Starbucks? You still have oh, to they get might. You know, they might, but those are probably backed up to the to three city blocks themselves. Probably, yeah. I don't know. I I like Starbucks, but I I try and avoid it. Oh man, that line just makes me so mad every time I see it. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at the uh, the dating apps. The, yes. The, okay. let's, get to, let's get to the dating apps because that that's the, something that what's relevant to us. Yeah. This, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I I, I want to read all of these actually because I have only heard of like two of them. All right, all right. Which are you going to do worldwide or U.S.? I'll go worldwide. They're, they're, they look pretty similar. Okay. Uh, so first, actually, no, let's just stick to the U.S. These are probably ones that people are familiar with. Okay. Uh, so the first one is the obvious one, which is uh, Tinder. Yep. It had 13 million downloads in 2022. Yeah. I, I mean, Tinder is still number one. Yeah, you like swipe left or right for people or something like that on Tinder. Yeah, like le- I, I forget which is which, but one of them is yes and one of them's no. Do they? Is that same thing kind of like across the board? You think as far as the yes or no swipes? I believe what has happened, and I have, I cannot verify this because I do not have these on my phone. <laughs> it's my wife is ever listening to this yeah, episode. Go. Like, but what I, <laughs> what has happened is I believe Tinder ushered in the era of swiping left or right. And I'm pretty sure all of the dating apps now have something similar. It might be swipe up or down or swipe left or right or press yes. You know what I mean? But they all have some instant uh, instant judgment <laughs> feature. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird, man. Like, isn't the old saying, like, don't judge a book by its cover? Uh, well, that's exactly well, there's what, your cover. That's exactly there's what Tinder cover. does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read a couple more of these. I'll, I'll go through the... Next one's then you do you do the other side. Okay. The next one's Bumble. No idea what that is. No, I have never heard of Bumble. I've seen its advertisements, but it's n- never heard of it. No, Hinge. Besides the advertisement. Yeah, I have heard of plenty of fish. Creative name, I guess. Uh, and yeah. Grinder is Grinder yeah, a regular? Because I know there's one that like for there's like a, the gay app. Is that is Grinder for? I don't know how to say this like politically correct. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe okay, I again I don't know specifically, but I believe Grinder made its name by concentrating on LGBTQ okay. uh, communities. That and I, I do not know that for a fact. That's just what I've heard uh through secondary information. Right. All right, read the next ones. 
Uh, so on the, the right column is, I'll just go down the column here. It's Badoo, never heard of it, BLK, Hilly, Chispa, and the last one is HUD. HUD, so, H-U-D. HUD, H-U-D, HUD, yeah. Uh, so definitely a wide range of dating apps, a lot more than, look, I mean, you and I were, uh, I mean, you were married much before I was, and I hit the dating scene. Yeah, you, you hit it way, way before this ever happened. Yeah, and so we didn't have this plethora of apps to choose from. Um, I kind of, I kind of wonder with all of this thrown at you now, like what it's like. But you know, hopefully, I don't have to find out. Yeah, no kidding. Like it just seems so weird to me that you can meet somebody through an app. And I know there are success stories in this, and people do find love, and they, you know, they end up married. And the, and, and you ask them like, you meet a couple, they're like, oh, how'd you guys meet? Like on Tinder. Like, really? Oh, yeah. Like, no kidding. Like, yeah. So it well, does I, work. I know that just from, like, talking with some some of the folks in, like that I play hockey with and everything. It's not a complete... It's it's it, When I first started, uh, when I was really getting into, I what do you call it, my dating phase, right? This stuff was just coming about, and it was very... Uh, it just wasn't... It just wasn't very commonplace yet, but now it's much more common. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad it's not part of my, like, life is swiping through dating apps but no no um, offense that the people that do it, it's just i think i think for me like we just grew up in a different time so it seems really foreign different to me time different norms right different yeah. different expectations right different uh just different everything yeah let's see here's top top 10 downloaded business apps Ooh, excel excel right uh oh, is no, it on no, there no, no it's no, not no, <laughs> <laughs> wait how's oh, DoorDash what is on, on here there? though wait doordash doordash is on there. that's weird Oh, you know what? I think that's the business side app. I think that's like if you're running DoorDash. Oh, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, Zoom. Zoom is number one. Of and, of course it is. Yeah. Microsoft Teams, Indeed. Uh yeah, Google Chat, stuff like that. Google Chat. Yep. Oh, Adobe Reader. Oh, uh, exciting. Yes. Super exciting. <laughs> Link, LinkedIn. Yeah. Do you have a do you have a LinkedIn account? I have a LinkedIn account. Yes, I, I, I should. Have. I've had people like like, oh, what's your LinkedIn? I'm like, don't have one. <laughs> Yeah, LinkedIn is Facebook for grownups. <laughs> I've never even seen. I don't even know what it does. Microsoft actually bought them a few years ago. It's networking. It's just business networking. So your you know your profile's on there. Your job history is on there. Your you know your resume is on there. Or at least at least what you want to share right is on there. So it does. I will say this for LinkedIn. If if you're on LinkedIn, you kind of get it. You kind of understand what people truly use it for it does make things a little bit convenient like if if you are job searching and you meet somebody and they're like oh hey can i um i know i know i know someone who's looking for this role do you have a linkedin i can send them to right, right. that's where kind of linkedin has its power now is the fact that you can point people to your linkedin page and then they might actually just contact you and say hey could you send me over your like real resume and stuff because your linkedin page looks pretty good so okay. that's kind of what the power of it is. Uh, all right. Yeah. I mean, I don't need it, but you know. No, <laughs> you, you certainly don't need it. I mean, it's it probably makes more sense for someone like me who's not independently employed, but right. you know, whatever. Yeah. Let's jump to the uh, uh, the 10, 10 most downloaded music and audio apps. Let's do that one. And then, then this we'll... is the one we definitely use, though. Yes. Right. Yeah. Start. Yeah. Jump into that list. What's what's uh, what's some of these? Well, ones? The, the king is still Spotify, or is Spotify? I should say. Uh, at 40 million, this is just now, this is just the United States, but 
it even has a it even has a big lead in the worldwide downloads. Like Spotify, what well, I mean, ever since several years ago, has just claimed the number one spot and never fell out of it. Yeah, I don't see uh, I don't see Apple Music on here because I think I think because that comes preloaded on a, on an Apple phone, so like they're not Maybe. even they're not even on there. Right? Do they right? Does how does it count? Do you still use Spotify though? Like, do you, I remember I got turned on to Spotify, like what, uh, maybe seven or eight years ago now. If I was on an Android, I probably would use it more. I know a lot of kids use it. Yeah. Uh, but no, for me, I use Apple music and like Apple podcasts okay. for that, that stuff. That's right. You're, you're an Apple guy. Oh yeah. You're an Apple guy. Now, second in the United States is still Pandora. Pandora was, I don't know if you remember, Pandora was the original kind of like go-to. It was the one that everybody gravitated towards at first. I still and then somehow it. Spotify stole the limelight from them. Am I missing out? Like, should I, should I not be on Pandora? No, I think Pandora is perfectly fine. Okay. I just, I just don't. I actually use number seven on the list. Number seven is Amazon Music. Yeah, I use that too because, in the house. Because I pay the extra fee on Amazon Music to have access to everything. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. Like, I only use that if we're using our Echoes. To play music, right, right. But yeah, just like on my on my phone, I'll use you know Apple or Pandora. But yeah, I don't know, whatever. The one on this list that I hate, I don't mean I don't legitimately hate it. I just really dislike it. Is YouTube Music? I have it. So do I. But I, I don't use it. But I, but I, I get, I do not like how app or sorry Google Google dropped their separated and independent music platform. It was like called Google Music or whatever. Yeah. And jammed it into YouTube. It is weird. I, I don't. I don't I, love the whole YouTube music like platform. I. I don't. Nobody does. I don't know a single person who likes it. Well, sixty-five million people do in the world. Because they made me use it. They oh. made me use it. <laughs> I used to have music on Google Music. I used to use it as my backup for my music library because I thought it would be permanent and forever. Yeah. Well, as as you know, Google shuts shuts things down every couple of years. And so they took my entire library and they jammed it into YouTube Music. Okay. It's just like, ugh. sons of bitches. All right. I know. I'll get you, Google. You son of a bitch. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to take a uh, short break and then we'll jump back in here in a little bit? Yes. That sounds good to me. And uh, I guess we'll be right back with you. Yeah. We will uh, see you guys here in a few. All right, we're back. We are indeed. Instantaneous for you people. Yes. <laughs> what do you Little mean, you people? They... No, I meant uh, you listeners. Little yeah. do they know, two weeks have gone by. Uh, actually, eight hours have actually gone by. <laughs> two weeks later, yeah. Nope, about eight hours. Uh, yeah, and actually, in those eight hours, I downloaded that game we were talking about on the app, the top apps. Oh, Subway Surfers. Yeah. It's actually kind of fun. Okay, is it a, is it an infinite runner game? Do you do you run do you run forward? Yeah, you run forward sideways okay. and you jump. Yeah, and you're avoiding trains and okay. obstacles and you're collecting coins. Yeah, yeah. And when you like trip up a little bit, there's this dude that's trying to catch you. Yeah. And I think when you do it like twice, he gets a hold of you and then like I'm assuming takes you to jail or something. But uh, yes. I, only, I only played it for like ten minutes. It was fun though. Okay, so so there's a reason for its popularity. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that could be a new toilet game. That sounds like, yep. I think it's a fun game. So I'm, I'm going to keep it on the phone for a while. 
Okay, well, you just added to it's like whatever it was, like 300 million downloads in the US or something. Yep. <laughs> now it's 300 million and one. And one. There's like one extra guy there. And you're like, hey, look at that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I guess to uh, wrap up the show, uh, we were talking about doing a couple different articles. Uh, was one on nuclear fusion that puts out more than they put in now. Yes. And the other one was the black hole in a lab, which we are going to nix. And yes. why is we, that? <laughs> well, you know, every once in a while, we find an article on the Gen Extra podcast that we read over mm. and we realize there's just absolutely no way to properly explain it. Yeah. And for for the sake of you guys, it's going to be too boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't spice up. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it, the problem is it sounds great on paper. Like physicists create black hole in lab, right? Well, the problem is, A, they didn't create a black hole in a lab, and B, describing what they actually did uh, requires basically a degree in theoretical physics. Uh, this nuclear nuclear fusion is a heck of a lot easier to explain, and it's much has much more tangible and interesting outcomes for for us, for just yeah. regular everyday people. I think if the black hole thing was like like what was that what was that show? No, oh, excuse me. Uh, there was a movie and a show actually. It was where they had like this big stone thing and it created this portal. What was that? It was yeah. like Starlink. No, not Starlink. Uh, you know what you're well, Yeah. Well, there's been there's been a couple sci-fi movies that did that. I mean, there was 2001 A Space Odyssey. No, there was had, another one with uh, Kurt Russell in it. And it, Oh. Um, you know what I'm talking about? What is that called? Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember now. Um, if their black hole they made in the lab turned into like an inner interstellar portal right right like, like if they had video of them like throwing like pop cans into it and it would disappear like that would be awesome that's not what they did though <laughs> no they actually they actually didn't i mean the the idea of creating this actually might be kind of interesting the idea of actually creating a black hole in a lab would be a stupendously terrible idea unless you had a way to contain it yeah because it could have some really bad side effects like uh, you know consuming the earth yeah, the tiniest, tiniest, <laughs> tiniest black hole that you could think of realistically it would be so massively dangerous that no one would, unless there was some, like I said, like unless there was some way to contain it or some magic material that you could put around it, right, to keep yourself safe, you would never do it. That'd be a big whoops. They should yeah, not we do wouldn't, that. No, it'd be terrible. It would feed so quickly, would destroy the earth. And I mean, I, I, I don't know. Neil deGrasse Tyson talked about this once that the moment a teeny tiny black hole, like if it was created, for example, in the center of the earth, it would just start consuming the earth so rapidly that it would just, I mean, it'd be, I don't know if it was hours or minutes or a week or something, but it would be over pretty quickly. No. Oh. Well, they should stop trying that then. Well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hey, stop it, scientists. Yeah. If you're listening to the show, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but don't stop. But don't stop with fusion. This is good stuff. Yeah. So let's talk about the fusion. So uh, what is nuclear fusion well that's a great question dave um so <laughs> fusion is yeah and it's, it actually is a really good question because you have to kind of understand what's going on with fusion to understand why it's essentially the holy grail of energy creation and so when you take two nuclei of 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 of, of, of molecules atoms basically the tiniest particles take the tiniest atoms that you can uh, like, for example, one of, one of the molecules is called tritium. 
the other one is called uh, deuterium, mm-hmm. and you smash them together, okay? So you take these two nuclei and you smash them together. You actually get, you get a heavier nucleus of a new compound. And this is essentially what the sun does. So the sun smashes these um, combinations of, of molecules together. And what's released out the other side after smashing it, smashing, mashing them together, I should mm. actually say, is helium and a single neutron. But also what you get is you get a ton of energy released. Just How because it, people it, figure this out? Like it's unreal. Well, I, I guess you could say um, by studying the sun. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's so it's so it incredible wild. and wild, yeah, wild that that they figured out how to actually do this. Yes, yeah. taking two nucleus of atoms, smashing them together, like just even talking that scale, mm-hmm. and 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 just understanding the fact that if you take two nucleus of atoms and you smash them together, you get you get helium, neutron, and a ton of energy, right? Like just and the wild part is this is stuff that we've all figured out basically more or less the last 100 and 150 years. Like this yeah. is all still relatively new information when you compare it to like for as long as we've been around as as people, right? Yeah. So so the with with nuclear fusion, it always took more energy to make it happen than you got back, right? Correct. As they over the last like say I think it's like 10 or 20 years or so Various labs around the world have have set up experiments. I mean, these are like big, big. These aren't like little tiny, like you know, someone's basement experiments. These are massive. I call it a reactor for la- for lack of a better term. That's not really what it is. Um, but they've these massive reactors where they attempt to do this, where they actually attempt to fuse these nucleus together to do this. And the problem was. Up until this point, the laser that was focused, so without getting into a ton of details here, there are lasers that are focused into basically a container. And when these uh, lasers heat this plasma, they this fusion occurs. But the problem was powering the lasers themselves, specifically, and you have to you have to draw a very careful line here. Powering the lasers cost more energy to use that term, cost more energy than the fusion reaction produced. So that's a problem, right? That means the lasers themselves, you're still, it's still, you're not producing energy, right? It's still a negative yeah, net, like a negative net yeah. energy gain. Yeah, okay, following, yeah, I got so, you. So what happened was, this was the, nat- this was the California, uh, this, sorry, it occurred in California, the Department of the, the, the Federal Department of Energy uh, at their, what's called the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory were able to drive these nucleus together with lasers and produced more energy in that specific reaction than the lasers took to power. And so this was kind of like, this was the first step in actually realizing the future of what could potentially be a massive energy uh, I don't, I don't want to say freedom, but you gotta you have to understand that like if you could actually harness this energy, it's, it doesn't have the risks and the dangers of other ways that we produce energy. It doesn't pollute like coal. It doesn't have some of the risks of nuclear, you know, of nuclear, of nuclear energy with the waste and the byproduct. Right. And all the so fracking like, and natural gas extraction. Exactly. Yeah. And, so, so how would they, so could they like basically recycle the power gained to then 
do it again, and then they would start to produce a net profit, essentially, of energy. Uh, is, is that how they would do it? Like- es- essentially, yeah. I mean, you would have to, let's pretend we're 50 years in the future, and these actual fusion, well, again, I'll just call it a, a reactor, right? these actual fusion reactors um, are, are working. Let's just pretend that they're on the energy grid. Can you do this in the- Neil, Neil voice? <laughs> I can't. I don't have a Neil voice, you know? I wish I did. <laughs> the nuclear I- reactions. Uh, yes. It'd be funny. Just, no, I'm sorry. It's better <laughs> already. It's better there. already. <laughs> I just want in my mind, I'm hearing it like that. But go ahead. Oh, I'm I know. Sorry. You could totally, yeah, you could totally in the back of your voice while I'm doing it. But what, what in, in the theoretical future, like 50 years from now, when we actually have these fusion reactors on the energy grid, they would be entering, they would be producing into the grid, right? They would be adding to the grid more electricity than or energy i just use the term let's use it generically more energy than it takes to power them because don't forget these fusion reactors have to have an entire setup staff lights on emergency systems you know all kinds of stuff right, right. they obviously take electricity to power so and, and also it should be it's extremely important to note like just because they did this in this lab does not now mean that all they have to do is scale it up because the lab itself was still plugged into the grid, right? There's right. still a net negative gain of energy because the lab itself still has staff and electricity and power and safety systems. But if this could be scaled up properly, then to answer your question, Dave, that's what you get. You get, if you could scale this up properly, you get that net energy gain onto the grid as opposed to a net negative gain on the grid as it is today. Yeah, so it wouldn't like completely replace what we are doing currently for energy because you still need the energy to make the energy so but it would it would greatly reduce the amount that you would need overall for the planet yeah i mean you could take say for example like right now that's that's a great point right now like nuclear energy is only eight percent of our grid approximately okay Mm -hmm. petroleum is like 36 natural gas is 32 renewables are 12 and coal is about 11. those are approximate numbers as you start like in the in this pretend future where you actually have these fusion reactors on the grid they would start to cut into the energy produced by these other ones until someday someday far down the road you could actually cut them out because now the system is self-sustaining right but yes to your point there were there definitely has to be a transition period where you would have to tra- you would have to transition over to them while you ramp the other ones down but it represents um an actual for like the first time and i didn't think i would see this in my lifetime because it's been the holy grail of energy production because it represents an actual future of energy production that comes with and i hate to say this because it sounds so simple but it really is the truth it comes without all of the complication of all of our other methods yeah no so, mining no right. drilling well i mean still have to drill for some stuff but uh, right for right for whatever else you're making right yeah yeah but no dude, I, that, that's pretty interesting and like you said, I don't know if we'll see it in our lifetime, but uh, it's interesting that the uh, that could be a possible solution for mm-hmm. the uh, energy crisis. Well, yeah, because all this stuff is that all this stuff that we use today to generate even even if you're not big into the debate on like let's let's just for the sake for the sake of the argument, even if you're not big on the debate of like climate change and some of the other things, all of the things we use today have general limitations to them, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's getting them out of the earth or the difficulty in sustaining them, or the cost. Even the cost of some of these things is, is not great. If you could get these up and running, 
you solve almost all of it. But again, like you said, maybe not in our lifetime, but maybe after us, maybe right after us, who knows? Yeah, will the uh, will the drive for money play a part in how this turns out? Like, yeah, you know, that's always a thing you have to consider, right? Yeah, because if if you if, did you ever see that movie it was on Netflix it was called uh, Don't Look Up. Yeah, that was the um the that's what would happen that was kind of a spoof on if we actually had a crisis and we had to come together on it what what might actually occur, right? Yeah, and I think it was actually rather accurate. Uh because there was so many so many hands involved trying to figure out, you know, like costs and how they can make money on this and Yeah. Like that that and and there's always that like that urban legend of, you know, I think we talked about it on another show that, you know, like somebody produced a, an engine that could run, you know, for 5,000 miles on a gallon of gas. And the guy that invented it was murdered. So, they, you know, again, urban legend. Yeah. But yeah. Like, will that apply to this too? Like, is this going to have a, a huge impact on, on you know, coal companies and, and natural gas companies who are, you know, employ, you know, probably hundreds of thousands of people? Are they all going to lose their jobs in the future? Or will they be able to work at the nuclear plant instead. And, you know, cause like it, it always seems to follow. Those are always tough questions. Yeah. Like who's, who's at stake to lose a lot of money on this. Mm -hmm. And who's the gain, right? Yeah. It's always, someone's always looking at those, looking at those questions. Exactly. But for the sake of the planet, this sounds like it'd be a good option and they really need to keep that in mind. So there you go. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you have to think about the last 150 years too. I mean, how many, how many technologies or how many jobs, just to use the term very generically, have been lost or gained because of technological changes? Eventually, eventually, your job, my job, everybody's job probably becomes obsolete at some point, right? Oh my gosh, like, yeah. Yeah, right, so many. At some point, Cashiers. right? Yeah, I mean, they're making me do that now. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I have to do it now. <laughs> I'm not very good at it either. I'd prefer someone else to do it for me. That actually could be a pretty funny conversation for a different day. But uh, all the jobs that, that we have to do now, I have to do it now. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, though, I will say this: there are days definitely when I see one of the open, like do-it-yourself registers, and I'm like, oh yes, I'm just gonna, you know, take take whatever it is that I'm holding, my one or two items, scan them in there, and just be done with it. It is convenient when you only have a couple things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I still there's a problem. There's only like there's like two, we're getting off subject, but there's only like two two registers open with human being, you know, human beings working there. And yep. there's like 10 people in line and you look over and there's, there's 15 self checkouts open. <laughs> yep. You're like, Oh, ha. Yeah. I see you self checkout. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I'm not sure how we got, I, that. but anyway, <laughs> I have to add one more thing to this conversation because I'm sure somebody right now is listening to this show and they're saying, wait a minute, haven't you just violated every single law of physics out there? by producing more energy than you put into the system, right? Because mm -hmm. we live by these fundamental laws of the universe. You can't get more energy out of a system than you put into it. And that's still true. Fusion, nuclear fusion does not violate those laws because the system is defined by, it's, it's a variable boundary. So by nuclear, by nuclear fusion being on our, someday it's being on our power grid, I know this sounds really strange, right? But the boundary expands, right? The, the 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 electric grid itself would be producing more energy than those than the lasers and the 
you know, the, um, the plasma and everything takes to operate. Mm -hmm. But the, this is going to sound wild, right? But the energy of the total universal system that is powering this is still being, I guess, for lack of a better term, being taken out of the universe and turned into something else, right? So you're not violating any kind of energy. You know, you're not violating the conservation of mass energy, right? Because your system is narrowly defined to like that electric grid where like, yeah, so you're creating electricity in your electric grid using nuclear fusion and your that electricity output is going up. But as you expand the horizon of the entirety of the system, the energy going in and out is still, energy and mass going in and out is still equivalent. You haven't, you haven't violated any laws of physics. Yeah, I, so got, just, I guess I didn't just ask you. Just be aware either. of that. What is the what is the gain? Did it say percentage wise or anything? Yeah, they went from um, they went from an output, so they got an output of three point one five megajoules of energy, and what while the lasers it? took two point oh five. Okay, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's not like oh they put two in and they got like you know two point oh five, right? Yeah, yeah. So they got like like almost like a third more. Yeah. Wow. That's, okay, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. I know. And if you could, again, in theory, you ramp that up, suddenly you've got a system that it's actually looks viable. Yeah, it actually looks viable. Yeah. So yeah. pretty pretty exciting stuff. And that's what made this one a little bit easier to talk about than the black hole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't don't make black holes on the earth. <laughs> yeah, please stop, stop it. it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> please kill doing? us all. Stop it. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, Get down. Actually, I have. There's a I bomb little... in there. <laughs> it's a black hole. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Sorry. I actually have. I have an answer to something that we were talking about right before the show began. Oh, okay. So obviously it's not recorded, but before the before we started recording the show today, you and I were debating talking about the pronunciation of the word Caribbean. Oh, okay. Okay. And I actually was able to find an answer as to what is the correct pronunciation. Mm -hmm. And what is it, Joe? I wanted you to guess. You got a 50-50 chance. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google. Hang on. I'm, I'm not going to Google. Gonna Google I'm, the answer. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I'm, I'm just going to I'm gonna look up uh, Carib Caribbean. Uh, I just want to see the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will say that the pronunciation correctness is based on where the word comes from and how it would have been pronounced by the indigenous tribes that lived there. That's how they've come to the quote-unquote correct way to pronounce it. All right, so it's C-A-R-I-B-B-E-A-N. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so yes. I'm going to say... Yes. I'm going to say Caribbean. You're actually right. Okay. Yeah. Caribbean is, is the native native pronunciation that that would have originated from the islands the caribbean has been how the rest uh, how a good majority of the rest of the world has kind of absorbed it but it it does say that caribbean was the um was the original pronunciation i guess so maybe not right maybe you could say original because language is defined by how you use it but it's certainly the original pronunciation yeah i think the only time that someone uses Caribbean as when they're talking about the movie. Yeah, right? But it's, how weird is that, right? Because you're right, because you don't say, no one ever says Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. No, no, they don't. 
so great. That means they're saying it right, I guess, in the movie title, sure. right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh man. All right. We need to wrap this one up. <laughs> and and on that <laughs> on note. <laughs> that note. Oh man. All right. Let's get out of here, guys. Thank you for uh waiting an extra day to hear this episode. And uh we'll see you on the next one. Talk to you next time. <laughs>